Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I'd like to welcome you to the May 15th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Cheyenne Dunham is joining me and will now recap the corn and soybean markets for the week. Cheyenne? Okay, Tom. So for our market update, July corn closed up a penny and three quarters on Friday at 319 and a quarter, which was unchanged from last Friday's close. For December corn, that closed a quarter set higher at 332, which was three and three quarters lower for our week on week. Switching over to beans, July beans closed at 838.5, which was a penny and a half lower for the day and 12 cents lower from last Friday's close. And November beans closed down a penny and three quarters at 845.5, which was 10 cents lower for our week on week. Well, the big story this week was the WASDE report issued by the USDA on Tuesday. The worldwide agriculture supply and demand estimates were a little bit of good news and some bad news as well. We'll get to the specific details during the bull bear factors, but the main message is that they estimated ending stocks for U.S. corn for both old crop and new crop at levels below the average estimate of the trading companies polled. The bad news is that their estimates for worldwide ending corn stocks came in above the average estimates from those same companies for both old crop and new crop. For soybeans, it's a little bit of a different story. The USDA estimate for old crop U.S. soybeans was well above the average, and at the absolute upper end of the range of estimates. However, for new crop, they are significantly below the average estimate for U.S. soybeans. Worldwide ending stocks for soybeans was decreased a little bit for old crop, right in line with the trader's average estimate, and then also showed a number for new crop that was quite a bit below the average estimate. The initial reaction Tuesday was a higher close for corn, but then we slid a little lower Wednesday and Thursday. Beans closed lower three days in a row before Friday's action mentioned by Cheyenne. We'll see where this roller coaster ride takes us. With that, let's move on to some more bull bear factors. So, for our bull factors on corn, on Tuesday, even though the USDA increased the ending stocks number for US corn to 2.098 billion, up from 2.092 in April, their number was well below what many in the trade expected. The average estimate by traders was 2.225 billion, or about 125 million higher than the actual number. U.S. corn export shipments last week were 52.5 million bushels and above market expectations, essentially unchanged from the previous week's 53.1 million bushels and well above last year's same-week exports of 39.4 million. Corn exports continue to run at a rather solid pace, certainly supporting the USDA's 1.725 billion bushel projection, having averaged 46 million bushels per week for the last seven weeks. U.S. corn sales last week came in at 42.2 million bushels, compared to 30.4 million the week before and 21.8 million the same time last year. Based on the USDA's just-raised 1.775 billion bushel export projection, corn sales will need to average roughly 12.5 million bushels per week through the end of August versus last year's 7.5 million bushels per week. Ethanol production increased another 5 million gallons last week to 181 million. Ethanol usage increased to the highest level in seven weeks, up 17% from the previous week, and it's also 73% higher than the all-time low during the week of April 3rd. U.S. ethanol stocks posted the third consecutive notable weekly decline, falling to 1.016 billion gallons, which is a 60 million gallon decline. This makes it the largest single-week stocks drop in 31 weeks, 
and follows the previous two weeks' decline of 30 and 57 million gallons. With this 147 million gallon decline over the last three weeks, current stocks are now just 82 million gallons above last year's same week stocks of 935 million gallons. In fact, the 147 million inventory drop is the largest three week combined decline on record. U.S. gasoline demand continues to increase up 3% last week and up 39% in three weeks. Last week, we saw an average of 7.398 million barrels per day, up from 6.664 million barrels per day the previous week. And finally, the WTI June crude oil futures are up about $20 per barrel since the low set on April 21st, which was $6.50 per barrel. Well, Cheyenne, the real problem with the WASDE report for corn is the confirmation that we should expect ending stocks for new crop to be above 3 billion bushels. While their estimate of 3.318 is lower than the average estimate, it's also 22.4% of expected usage. In other words, if we realize this carryout, we'll have enough corn left over to last 80 days. The last time the stocks-to-use ratio was this high was during the 92-93 crop year. The estimate for worldwide ending stocks this year increased 12.5 million metric tons, or almost 500 million bushels. For the coming crop year, it's up another 25 million metric tons, or about a billion bushels. The USDA has the U.S. stocks increasing by 1.22 billion bushels during that same time frame. In other words, U.S. stocks will increase more than the entire world's increase of stocks. On top of that, the demand numbers that they use in the U.S. increase feed demand by 350 million, increase ethanol demand by 250 million, and increase exports by 375 million as compared to the current year. That is an increase of nearly 1 billion bushels in demand from this year. Similar to last week, even though ethanol production increased, it was still more than 40% below the same week last year when they produced 309 million gallons. This also equates to using 43 million less bushels than a year ago. So for some bull factors for soybeans I want to talk about. The good news from the WASDE for soybeans is the ending stocks for new crop, as they're estimating 405 million bushels for the U.S., which is well below the average estimate of 452 million. They also shaved old crop ending stocks for the world, expecting just over 100 million metric tons, and their estimate for new crop ending stocks dropped to 98.4 million. Earlier this week, there was a news story quoting the CEO of ADM with regards to Chinese soybean purchases. While he acknowledged the rift between China and our president, he also reminded people that this is a two-year agreement. He talked about how it appears that Chinese purchases for September through January, typically the peak export period for U.S. soy, remain completely open. So we'd have to expect they have nowhere else to buy their beans than the U.S. for shipment during and immediately after harvest. U.S. soybean sales last week were 24.1 million bushels, which met market expectations and held steady with sales the week before. The last three weeks have averaged 29.2 million bushels per week in sales compared to 5.1 million bushels per week during the same time last year. The May NOPA report came out today, which showed 171.75 million bushels of beans crushed by NOPA processors in April. That was 1.27 million bushels above the average estimate and a new record for April. For soybeans, the real problem was the 100 million bushel decrease in export estimates. This 100 million went right to the bottom line as ending stocks are now expected at 580 million or up 100 million from last month's data. Actual shipments last week at 18.2 million bushels were up from the previous week, but below the same week of last year. The past five weeks of shipments, 
have averaged about 18 million bushels, remaining below the level needed to reach the USDA's 2020 projections. The May WASDE also continues to use 83.5 million planted acres. There's quite a bit of speculation that this number is too low, some thinking we're closer to 85 million acres for soybeans. We'll see how that changes in the coming months. Not a lot on our what to watch for in upcoming events. A week from Monday, May 25th, is Memorial Day. Our locations and the market will be closed. And the next WASDE report is going to come out on June 11th. And now for Tom's take. Earlier this week, I was reminded of a book I once read called Good to Great. I was reminded because I saw a recent video featuring the author Jim Collins. His topic was what he has called the Stockdale Paradox, as first related in that book. His reason for making the video was to give some context to the current COVID-19 situation facing all of us. He relates what he learned from Admiral Stockdale about his eight-year imprisonment in a Vietnamese prisoner of war camp. He once asked the Admiral about the people that didn't survive the ordeal, and the answer really surprised him because the Admiral said it was the optimists, the one that said, we'll be out of here by Christmas, and then Christmas would come and go, and the next year they would say the same thing, we'll be out of here by Christmas. He says that they finally died of a broken heart, as they never reached a goal that was really outside of their control to reach. Admiral Stockdale went on to say that for him to survive, and actually eventually thrive, he always retained his faith that in the end he would prevail, but he also had to confront the brutal facts as they were, not as he wished them to be. Jim Collins is comparing the current international COVID-19 situation to a Stockdale moment, and encouraging all of us to retain faith that we will prevail at some point, but in order to do that we must confront the brutal facts as they are. I couldn't help but think of the current situation in the U.S. for agriculture. We certainly have some brutal facts to confront. I don't think it's realistic to think that the markets will make a miraculous recovery by the 4th of July, or perhaps even by Christmas, given the recent WASD information. So I'll leave you with the same questions that Jim Collins left me at the end of that video. Do you have faith that you will prevail? Are you confronting the brutal facts as they are today? I have found myself too often hopeful that we'll get a little rally here and add 15 to 20 cents to this corn price, and then another week goes by, and then another month. Do you realize that the 4th of July is only seven weeks away? Will I, you, we still be sitting here hoping for another 15 to 20 cents? Or will we have the courage to confront the brutal facts, finalize our old crop marketings, and move on to new crop? If you want to watch that video, just Google Jim Collins' Stockdale Paradox and it'll pop up. It's well worth the six minutes it takes to watch that. Well, I think that's all we've got for you this week. And in conclusion, we just want to appreciate you for joining us for the Bull Bear Banter. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or just drop an email to podcast at LandisCooperative.com. Our tagline, bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thank you for listening. We'll both be back with you next week. Mm-hmm.